When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Series 4 of my podcast. You may have noticed that we've had a little makeover. In fact, quite a big one. Growing Up Female has now transformed to How Are You? The Wellbeing Podcast. This year, more than ever, our mental health and well-being has been tested. My podcast will continue to share the life and journey of some incredible, inspirational guests discovering how they got to where they are. But most importantly, I'll be checking in, making sure they're okay and asking them the most important question, how are you? This series kicks off with the amazing TV star Vicky Patterson as we discuss lockdown life, motherhood versus career, body image and personal growth. I hope you enjoy. Very excited to be kicking off series four with TV star, MasterChef finalist, Freedom from Jungle, <laughs> and podcaster herself, Vicky Patterson. Oh, hi, Connie. All right. What a lovely introduction. What a nice introduction. I could have kept going, but um, I don't want to get <laughs> embarrassed and shy. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know if you can be shy. Is that possible? <laughs> oh yeah. No, I. I actually. Um, I don't think I get shy so much as I just get really awkward. I'm, I. I can get quite socially uncomfortable. So you stopped <laughs> at the precise right point for me there. You made me feel all like I've got loads of achievements, but not uncomfortable. So you struck a great balance. Thank you. <laughs> Good, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, so I didn't really know where to start. There's so many things I wanted to ask you. And I did reach out to my followers and they sent so many questions in, loads covering what I wanted to cover anyway. Um, but I just thought I'm going to start with the most important question. And I think right now, the most important question you can ask anyone is, how are you? <laughs> oh, um, God, I am, so I'm good. Today is actually a good day, but I think um, it's all subject to change at the moment, isn't it? Like it's a proper roller coaster. Um, I find that some days are better than others. Some weeks are better than others. Um, And ultimately, like I just take every day as it comes. Um, I think every different lockdown we've had, um, and I said this the other day on my podcast, has had like an identity all of its own. Like, if you think about them as separate entities rather than, like, one just great big boring lockdown chunk. Like, lockdown one was, like, although it got a lot of stick in retrospect, I bet you were all really, like, wishing it was lockdown one again because the sun was shining, we were in our gardens drinking, like, your kids were having, like, their foot, so you were getting quality time with your kids. Like, it was... It was, honestly, looking back, a fucking treat compared to lockdown three. Um, And I 
I think we all need to just acknowledge that every day, every time you get out of bed, every time you brush your hair, every time you change out your pajamas, all these things are real wins and we need to celebrate them because like lockdown three is a total punch in the dick and nobody is having a nice time. So yeah, just, just be kind to yourself, man. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I, I had some ups and downs in lockdown one, but when I look back, the fact that I could walk for like two hours in the sunshine with Macy asleep in the pushchair, you know, with my mom and chill in the garden and she could just run around and play with bubbles and water and it didn't matter. <laughs> to now like pulling my hair out. She's drawing all over the walls in a rented flat. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> what I would do for a bit of sun and just to get outside and oh. But yeah, no, absolutely taking each day as it comes and um, just knowing that there is an end in sight, there's a vaccine out there, like I'm just trying to stay positive. Yeah, I know it's all you can do, Con, like you're so right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I turned to food in lockdown one as well. I don't know about you, we're both foodies. We both love our food. And actually I loved watching your master because we cook the same food as well. Proper hearty, wholesome meals is what I love. And I wondered whether you were a, a foodie in lockdown. Do you go, have you been going to food and opening the fridge and just spending loads on food shopping? Or are you those fitness freaks that are just exercising every day? <laughs> um, honestly, mate, like um, I am, um, God, I'm not, I'm not, not a naturally like motivated person. I don't wake, I wish I was one of these girls who like bounced out of bed first thing and did like a sunrise yoga class and then walloped a green juice and gave birth to an avocado and fucking ran a mile. Like I'm not, I'm not one of these people. I'm the type of girl who has to get dragged out of bed by a partner at like 10, 11 a.m. and instantly just wants pop tarts and netflix and so for me to have any semblance of like a healthy lifestyle it, it all has to be contrived it has i have to work at it um and when the going gets tough i do head to the fridge like instantly that's me go to um i could definitely be accused of being like an emotional eater and last year saw our emotions just run wild um so, no, like, I, and I actually, for the first time in my life, just tried not to beat myself up over that. Like, I've spent probably all my adult life trying to control my curves and be a person that my body desperately doesn't want to be. Um, so last year, with everything else that was going on, I just kind of relaxed and was a little bit kinder to myself. I trained less. I um, ate a lot more of the things that I knew I really wanted to eat with like within reason um and just didn't beat myself up don't get us wrong like for me mental health exercising is still important um but it was less about like oh my god this unrealistic image of perfection that I'm desperately trying to attain and it was more just like you're gonna have a better night's sleep tonight if you do this Pilates class or you're not gonna have as bad anxiety today if you do this hit session it it, it had a, it took on a different meaning um and yeah like I also realised that the more I exercised, the more trips to the fridge I could have. So yeah, it, was, it all just came, all just came full circle. <laughs> it all just depended. I, I did things based on how yeah. much I was allowed to eat, basically. <laughs> I love that. You sound so like me. I'm such a foodie. And for me, I, I'm exactly like you. Always been trying to control my curves um, for a long time, like when I was younger. 
um, especially during university when I was like most unhappy in myself, it was all about if I get skinny, I will be happy. You know, I'll be successful. I'll be more popular. And it was so damaging. And now I finally got to that place where I'm like, today I fancy doing a HIIT workout. Today I just fancy doing 20 minutes of stretching and I'm happy with that. And I'm, and I think that's actually really healthy you know, then, then waking up and being like, right, I have to start my day with half an hour here. Otherwise, you know, the world's going to end, you know? Um, you know, what? it's so funny, Connie. I actually read the post that you're talking about on your Instagram and thought it was a, a really honest and brave post. I loved it. I live for stuff like that on Instagram. Um, but yeah, like, you're so right. Like, I think in the past, and especially when you're, you're younger, body like exercising and movement it's completely a punishment for what you've ate that's how we see it we see it as a means to an end like god I went out with the girls last night I ate too much carbonara whatever it is whatever's your little uh your little pasta of choice um today I have to do a spin class I have to do this I have to do that so instantly you're going into these things this exercise classes workout on the back foot you're going in to tell yourself like I have to do this because I did that it's a punishment rather than it being like god I'm gonna try this new exercise class and see what I'm capable of or I'm gonna do this and see how it makes me feel after I bet you I'm buzzing I bet I've got loads of endorphins like it's just such a negative um mindset and a negative association with exercise um so it's lovely to feel to see that we're we're, we're growing up and we are we're, we're being kinder to our bodies we're listening to um what we need more and yeah we're just relaxing a little bit which I think if if it's not an age thing it's definitely been a lockdown thing um I've learned that I think the focus has shifted to do what makes you feel good rather than look good because I good. think when yeah. you feel good you do look good yes you're right? so right like people glow differently when they're happy like I just had a call with my life coach this morning and um I was sort of saying to him like over the last couple of years like I've noticed an immense change in the person I am and whether you want to I've got to credit a lot to Erkan. Like he's a, that's my boyfriend. If anyone doesn't know, he's a really nice man and he brings out the best qualities in me. Um, also, I think turning 30, that's a huge, um, a, a huge change in your mindset. Um, 20s, so racked with insecurities. Yeah. Who am I? What am I doing? I want to be like everybody else. I want to look like everybody else. Why am I not Kendall Jenner? <laughs> All these things going through your head like a million miles an hour. But you hit 30, <laughs> you hit 30 and you're just like, hang on, like, I am never going to be Kendall Jenner and that's absolutely fine. I've got boobs and a bum. I'm not going to apologise for it anymore. I love Doritos and gin. Those two things are fine as well. As long as I'm healthy, as long as I'm doing what's right for me, as long as I'm happy getting some activity in, like, all of that's okay. So, yeah, I think turning 30, having a nice boyfriend and um, kind of just, like, experiencing this real level of acceptance of who I am have all been like really liberating parts of, of, of my life over the last couple of years. Um, so I, yeah, I'm feeling really, really happy with it. That was just so nice to listen to, just to hear that you're finally feeling content in yourself, that you've met someone amazing. He seems like such a nice guy and you do seem so genuinely happy. Um, I've got a couple of questions at the end of the podcast from the followers that are related to relationships, but I'm going to, so I'm going to save that for then. Um, 
I saw your post about the trolls. I want to talk about social media and trolls because it really pisses me off. I get so angry with, I hate bullies. I've I've got bullied at school and ever since I've just hate bullies and trolls are bullies in my eyes. And even the people that comment, passive aggressive comments, or they think that they're your like follower and they like you, but the comments are just so bitchy. I just can't stand it. Anyway, sorry, I could go on forever about it. I get really defensive, but... (laughs) How do you, how do you get, how do you cope with like one, obviously it's hard enough dealing with negative body image or feeling insecure, even if you're not famous, right? That is hard enough. How do you cope with it when everyone has an opinion on you, um, is commenting and sending you messages every single day? Like, how do you cope? It's so, uh, do you know what? Like, I'd love to say, like, I had it all figured out. Um, but yeah, I don't know when you ever, when, if ever, you get used to something which is so invasive and unnatural. Like, I don't think you should ever have an opinion on someone else's body. Like, I just don't think it's your place. Um, I hate... Um, Oh God, it sounds like I'm being really, really negative. I actually love social media. So I, I am, I make loads of money from it. I'm not going to apologize for that. Um, I use my platform Woo! in a, <laughs> I use my platform in a very responsible way. Um, I try my hardest to be inspirational and positive, but also super authentic and real. Um, if I am having a bad day, don't think I'm going to slap on some makeup and try my best to put on like some happy sort of facade. You best believe I'm telling everybody I'm having a bastard of a period. I've had a row with her can and all I want to do is eat hobnobs. Like come to my social media for authenticity. You're not going to find anything fake. But what I don't love about it, and, and it could be an amazing place to motivate people and inspire and build communities and everything. And I love those things about it. But what I don't love um, and what I do find um, particular, particularly pre- prevalent at the moment is this like negativity and trolling and cancel culture that is seeping in more and more often. And it's nothing new, but it's definitely super, um, like it's really, um, it's really intense at the moment. And I try to explain it as best I could on my social media and say like, oh, I know everyone's mad. 2020 was crap. 2021, we had high ups. It was going to be different. And look, I know it feels the same. You're angry, you're stressed, you're frustrated. But in no way is attacking someone on social media going to make you feel better. You might have like a brief moment of respite where you think, oh God, yeah, I vented. Now I feel good. But like if you're any sort of a human being at all and not a sociopath, afterwards you are going to feel like a total dick for making a nice person, a stranger, feel rubbish. So I just try to say, like, listen, let's embrace our anger and accept that this year is not what we thought it was and that we're going to be frustrated, but stop projecting it onto others. Like, trolling is never okay. It's 2021. It's weak source. Like, it's absolute bullshit. Just be better. Like, be kind to others, like, show support, show encouragement, like, motivate. And you will you will feel significantly, significantly better in yourself when you do extend kindness. I, I don't think people understand the gravity of their words when they troll. 
Um, and like, I like to give some people the benefit of the doubt and say, maybe you were having a bad day, but honestly, a lot of the time it's repeat offenders. And I doubt there's any of them listening to this, but if anybody has ever had the urge to write anything remotely negative under anybody's social media or Instagram or whatever, I would just like to say, we do read it. It does hurt our feelings and it's totally unnecessary. You are better than that. Like, I just can't tell you enough how it's just not ever the right action to take i feel like i want to clap (laughs) (laughs) oh sorry i'm so like you connie i'm so i'm so like you i'm so offensive and passionate about it like i'll never be okay with it like i'll never go oh water off a duck's back i've been in the industry 10 years it's not okay it's never okay you've got no right to judge how someone's bringing up their kids no 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 right to judge how their body looks no right on any of it man yeah no absolutely um I just, I just, I just find it unbelievable sometimes. I think as well, saying, oh, they're probably having a bad day. Well, we all have bad days. Everyone has bad days. You know, I don't go, you know, slagging people off, bitching to them, calling them every name under the sun because I've had a bad day, you know. I, I kind of think, how, how are you questioning my parenting skills? Who brought you up? Because you got no manners. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're so right, mate. Like, you're so right. Like, I'm obviously, like, trying to give these people the benefit of the doubt in some situations. But I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just being a bit of a cow. So if anyone, like, listening to this now, Vicky, um, is feeling low in themselves, they're, they've, they're hating their body, you know, people have made a few comments because although, you know, people comment on our bodies on social media, etc., these people might be getting comments from family members, you know, like, oh, you've put on a bit of weight in lockdown, you know, you're eating too much. Like, what do you say to those people? How how can they sort of, you know, move on from these comments? It's super hard, like, um, whether it's like comments from a friend, whether it's like a stranger online, um, any, like, any comments about your appearance, especially in a negative light, are going to be a difficult pill to swallow. Um, for anybody making them, like you might think you're coming from a good place, um, wanting, uh, encouraging people to be healthier or, you know, they have to know. Like I can just imagine the people who say these things trying to rationalise it in their head. Right, for starters, to you, it's never okay. You've never got any right to come on a person's body ever. Like it's such a subjective thing. Like some people can be healthy and happy at 13 stone. Some people are healthy and happy at at nine stone like some people don't know what they wear because they train regularly and eat right and that's enough for them like just never ever ever think it's okay to comment on a person's appearance in any way is my first comment and secondly um if you are experiencing some of this and it's hurting your feelings or you don't know how to deal with it like it it says more about the person making the comment than it does about you that's all I can say I am a normal nice healthy 33 year old woman right and I would never in my right mind walk up to someone and go you had a good Christmas didn't you look at that you know what I mean because I'm not mental right that is all there is to it so if someone's coming up to you and going oh you got any plans to shape up in the new year and that that is saying something about them 
they're insecure. They want to shape up. They don't like their body. Or heaven knows, like they might just find you so intimidating, they are trying to undermine you. Whatever it is, wherever it's coming from, it is their issue and not yours. And whenever anybody belittles you, make sure you remember that. Not wrong with you, hun. It's coming from a bad place for them. So ignore it. Do your best to keep your head held high and keep doing you. Because if, God, if you're intimidating people, you're obviously doing something right. Oh my God, Vicky, I know you've got a life coach, but I feel like you need to be mine. <laughs> no, I, ca- I can't pass any of this knowledge off as my own con. It's all Bill. <laughs> it's all Bill. I'm such a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's amazing. It's incredible. I feel empowered. This is why I love doing this podcast because my guests, like, it's like therapy for me. My guests are amazing. They've gone through so much and had such an incredible journey they've grown and then they just pass it all on to me and I just feel like a stronger woman oh Um, it's so nice you're building like a lovely community here mate you should be dead proud yeah it's amazing I love when women come together it's so important like there's been there's there's too many women that still batter other women or in the past it's always been like the media trying to put women against each other and yeah and then I think pub the public just follow suit you know Oh, yeah. I'm just loving all this female empowerment and women supporting women. Yeah, no, me too, mate. Like, that is my absolute jam. I love a woman crush Wednesday. I love yeah, supporting I love women's that. small businesses. I, I love having incredible women on the podcast. I love being guests on other people's like, like encouraging another person to grow and sparkle and have their moment in the sun in no way diminishes your spotlight. If anything, Absolutely. like it allows you to flourish and learn and I just think it's so important that we instill that in other women and, and our daughters mm. and, and our nieces and anything any yeah any woman half assault like she yeah she she fixes another queen's crown doesn't she that's yeah that's, 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 Alex, that's yeah. exactly it and I mean and how nice would it be to look back on your own career and your own life and say do you know what? I'm so glad I supported them I, I'm, I'm glad you know that's one that could be one of your proudest moments the fact that you've supported an array of yeah. women get to where they are you know that's something to be proud of oh no I mean it's nice I think like amazing things help when we amazing things happen when we help each other Mm. um and as women we do we need to band together there needs to be a level of solidarity and camaraderie and I don't know yeah it's such a good point I don't know where that like um idea you can't support each other came from and that dog eat dog mindset but I definitely think it's 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 weak and it's on its way out there's a lot more support Mm. going on now Mm, yeah I have a feeling that when men dominated things a lot in the past and um I feel like when there was like a woman police officer or a woman presenter there was very few so there were women were fighting against each other to get that spot but that's not the case anymore you know it's a lot more inclusive and you know there's just no need for it that's such a good point that actually Connie like maybe it's when like 20 years ago 30 years ago when my mums were young there wasn't as many opportunities as there were for yeah. women so they were fighting for things they were duking it out for that talking female spot on a show or that talking mm. female role but now like if anything we are dominating so many workplaces mm. and it's it's better that we encourage each other because a win for any woman is a win for womankind in general isn't it yeah absolutely share the successes yeah that's exactly it I love it um that just made me think about you and your career I I saw a clip the other day um, where you mentioned that you've definitely been more of a career-focused woman rather than being a mum. Is this still the case? Are you still <laughs> very much 
not fancying um, having kids like I've obviously oh. have nothing against it I'm just interested <laughs> do you know what Con like it's so um it's such a difficult path to navigate um and it, like every woman's journey is different um I'm not a naturally maternal person um and that clip you're referring to like it could have been anyway I've said it more than once but I think it was loose women like i I've I've always dreamed of being successful and um, I've always had like a, an ambitious side. Like that is that is a huge part of who I am. I never played with dolls. I never cooed over my friends' children and I never had burning desires to be a mother myself. And I, I always just was kind of waiting for the penny to drop. Like I assumed rather naively that like one day I'd just wake up and be like, oh, fucking hell, now I want to be a mum. Like, yeah. let's get pregnant, let's do it. And it would just be really plain sailing and there'd be no inner conflict or turmoil. I'd just know. Um, but it's it's not, it doesn't, it's not that simple. It doesn't happen that way. Like, I'm always still going to want to put me, like, a, a career first. I'm always still going to want to have a drink on a, on a, on a Tuesday. I'm always still going to want to go, Isha will go here or Isha will do that spontaneously. Like, I think um, I'm going to really struggle to let those sides of my life go um which is probably one of the reasons why I don't have kids yet the other is that obviously my love life and subsequent failings in that area have been quite well documented so I'm not I'm not telling anyone anything they don't know I've not had the best luck um I really did think by now I would have settled down been married and had some tiny vickies running around but like it just like life you can't plan can you and and you, you've got to roll with the punches so here I am 33 still loving my career um and I found a lovely man thankfully um but I really just don't want to rush the process in order to to have something I, I'm not even sure I want god that actually made us really sad seeing that out loud um, oh my god please don't be sad no no I, like i, I, I respect sorry, you uh... so much i respect you so much for for um your honesty and <laughs> do you know before i had macy i i i'm very maternal like my my nan's my mum's one of eight and my i'm one of four jesus so <laughs> i know we're a big irish family so i feel like yeah. maybe it's just something in my in my my makeup Blood, or yeah. I've inherited but now I've had a child I can totally understand why people <laughs> don't want them <laughs> so I please don't that. be sad I was like my mum had four kids there's less than two years between each of us and now I'm like I'm so gonna be like my mum yeah. I've had safety and I'm like how the hell did you do that I do want to have more children I'm not rushing it I'm not gonna try and be like my mum I'm I'm on my own journey and I'm also a lot more career driven than my mum so my mum's always made her own money on the side that's when you could do like cash in hand for fun and like no one yeah. knew about it and, <laughs> and she did the Avon yeah that's it and um and you know her us four were her world and I've realized if I want to have my own career which I really really do I might not be able to have four kids and I'm happy with that and I'm the biggest struggle for me has been finding that balance. So, you know, my my um, message to you is, you know, just because you're a woman doesn't mean you have to be a mum. You know, it, you know, that's we're not just born to be mums. You know, we're we're so much more than that. And you know, you just go with your heart. Oh, thank you, Connie. Honestly, like, I think 
oh, yeah, so nice. Like, I, I don't think I would have said that out loud to like anybody else. It was honestly because you're just oh. really make, making this feel really easy. But yeah, like I've I've had a hard couple of years with me fertility, um, and me like designs on motherhood, like when I was engaged and planning a wedding, I just assumed that the child would follow next and or the children. And then obviously it didn't happen that way. We I broke up with my ex and um, I had to start afresh, um, which honestly now has ended up being like the best thing ever because it wasn't a healthy relationship and it can't lovely. But um, I think for a while, like because children seemed like an impossibility to me, I was getting older, um, it didn't feel like it was a priority. I, I didn't know if I was going to find love like in the next couple of years and ticking body clocks and all the rest of it. So yeah, so I think I convinced myself I wanted a child more than anything because I couldn't have one because I wasn't in a position to have one really. Um, and now I've had some time to think and I have got a lovely supportive partner again and I've took a breath and stopped being so dramatic apart from anything else. I'm kind of like oh god like am I a mum and will I be a good mum and w- will I want to give up so much stuff I love to be a good mum like yeah and you know what con the easiest answer to give you about this is I just don't know what's going to happen in my life at the moment um I don't feel at the moment like I have I will have a great big gaping hole if there is no children in my life but at the same time I'm so scared of being like 40 and going or like 45, whatever, you know what I mean? And just going, God, why didn't I have kids? So I'm super conflicted at the more and I can't give you like a, a clear answer. All I know is I'm not ready now. And I hope at like I will feel more ready in the next couple of years. But if I don't, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it, mate. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what you have to do. And like like you say, you're you're healthy and, you know, that's the main thing. It doesn't really yeah. matter. Like if you're 36 and you have your first child, then... Who cares if you're 38? Who cares? You know, there's no, there's we don't have to put an age on it like we used. They used to as well. Yeah, of course, of course. And you know, if it happens, it happens. Just, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in their life? In you know, no one knows. So just, nah. you know, I hope I didn't ask such a um, no, personal question. No. But- please don't, please don't apologize. Like I'm a total open book. Um, I think that if I'm feeling these things, like I'm not egotistical enough to think I must be the only one in the world thinking them like no doubt there's some ladies out there who can identify and yeah it's it's just nice it's it's nice to talk about these things so don't ever apologize Connie you you, honestly I'm loving this (laughs) it's like a therapy session (laughs) oh good good that's how I feel And uh, do you know, it's it's nice listening, talking to someone who's just so genuine and open and honest um, as well, because I think that people don't think celebrities are, but they are the right ones, you know? (laughs) I've done my fair share of makeup on people, I I know. (laughs) I know how it goes. I bet you've met some right bastards. <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> Very diplomatic. <laughs> no, do you know what the hard when I was when I was trying to build my career um, as a makeup artist, I, I found the hardest is I felt like I w- I was giving so much, driving like so far and doing a lot of work for free in the hope that they'll post on socials, and like when it didn't come off, like it upset would upset me so much 
you know those little moments don't leave you when you're working so hard and you feel like it's you know but anyway that's a whole different ball game story no but yes so yes so right like I always believe you should treat people like you want to be treated and it's something that my mom drilled into me is when I was younger and as I've grown up and been fortunate enough to have the job I've got like it's something that's never it's it's something that was instilled and is never going to leave me like if I always make sure I, I post for people who do anything for me. Like I always make sure if someone reaches out and asks for a favor, if it's within my realm of capability, I'll do it. I want to see people do well. Um, and I think if you don't, there's something innately wrong with you. Mm, <laughs> Quite frankly, yeah. whatever yeah. walk of life you're in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, that's good. And, and I, I was so chuffed when you said yes to this. I said to Ricky, my partner, I was like, he was like, go through who follows you and just reach out to them. They follow you for a reason. I was like, oh, Vicky, Vicky Preston follows me. So I messaged her. We've spoken a few times. And he was like, yeah. And I, and when you were like, I'd love to, pet, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Vicky said yes. I was so buzzing. I really appreciate it, honestly. Oh, no. Well, thank you for asking me. Like, I go through the same thing. Like, obviously, with my podcast, um, I uh, I have to I have to reach out like you know your producer can do it but there's a personal touch yeah that comes with when you do it and like I had it was starting the new series this week and so I had to go through all my contacts and on all the like wish list that would put together and like sitting waiting for people to reply and and getting completely ghosted has to be the most demoralizing thing I in know. the world like, oh especially when you think fucking hell I'm busy as well you know like and I still <laughs> yeah. I still reply to everyone on Instagram so you've got no excuse and even when people turn, like even even if people turn you down, I don't mind as long as they give you a good reason. Yeah, like, everyone's going through stuff. You never know mm. whether they're in a place where they want to talk openly about it, or they'd rather take some time to come to terms with things themselves. But you know, just getting ignored, Connie, it's yeah. the biggest punch in the dick. I think I know you're doing nothing. We're in a national lockdown. Yeah, Fucking reply to me, you ignorant asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I know the worst is when it says seen and you're like you have read it just say to me look I don't fancy it like yes. come on like I'm just you know you follow me you know I'm just a nice normal mom trying <laughs> to push my career like just tell me the truth so I can move on you yeah. know just just you're always that you owe me the honesty god damn it yeah I can handle a no massively like I'm sh I'm thick-skinned like I won't be offended <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I know you touched on alcohol and how you like a gin on a Tuesday. <laughs> Um, because I want to, I really want to focus a lot of our mental health and wellness um, in series four. Alcohol and mental health and wellness can sometimes clash, can't they? It's either you have a glass of wine to relax or a glass too many, and the next day you feel like shite. And I've actually reduced my alcohol intake because it makes me so anxious, Vicky. Like the next day, I, I just. I remember all the mistakes I've made in the past. I feel sick in my stomach. Like I, I, so I've just decided that it's not good for me, not good for Ricky or Macy for me to like, you know, just drink all the time basically. So I love to unwind with a glass of Savio Blanc or a gin and tonic now and again. But, you know, I sometimes dread like before lockdown, obviously, because this is not happening right now. But I used to dread like when a friend would be like, right, I'm doing this for my birthday. We're all going to go out, have some drinks. And I used to actually be like, oh, God, like I'm scared of how I'm going to feel the next day. Like, do you ever get those feelings with alcohol? Or are you pretty like OK with it? Do you know what, mate? Like, you're so not alone. Like, I know myself, like loads of my pals in a normal year, obviously not a lockdown year or whatever, like mm. they are feeling increasingly uncomfortable in social situations because they don't want to get drunk like we used to when we were younger mm. because the fallout when you're older is just worse. Um, and I'm completely not immune to that. Like the day after, I, I used to be able to, and you will attest to this, mate, like back when I was like in my teens and in my twenties, I used to go out four or five nights a week. I mean, God, everyone's seen Jolly Shaw, haven't they? Like we were hard partying <laughs> and hard going. Um, and I used to be able to like spring out of bed the next day, bright eyed and bushy tailed, ready to do it all again. Mad. Um, just now, like it's completely not an option for me. Mm. Like I can have like one or two gin and tonics if, um, I've got, if, if like I'm feeling like it or if I, I've had a particularly hard day and I want to have one in the bath to relax, like that's fine. Um, but if I have any more than that, like that you, I've got to accept that the next day is a write off. I will mm. want to, I'll be balls deep in Big Macs. I will be have to watch like Modern Family or Friends nonstop to keep the dark thoughts at bay. Like mm. on, honestly, mate, like I feel everything you've said, you've felt like sometimes like I managed to have a crafty like I have a crafty one and I managed to escape most of the feelings. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, no, it's it's a real ordeal. So I've just learned as I got older to to, to weigh, weigh it up when it's worth it. Mm. And like if you're yeah. gonna have a brilliant night with your fella and you've got like. For example, me and Erkan on Saturday, I went to Marks and Spencer's. We've got one of those like little Chinese banquets thing. I've oh, bought nice. a duck. I'm going to make some bow buns. We've bought a board game called Drinkopoly. We're going to have a really good night on Saturday. And I'm absolutely buzzing for it. Sunday, I will take my lumps on the chin because yeah. I know I deserve them. I've drank yeah. to excess. Uh, I probably had four gin and tonics, maybe a couple of tequilas, and that's me raw off. So I'll snuggle all day <laughs> and I'll suffer in silence. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's fine. But, but you've realized, had a bloody good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't mind. But I've realised as I've got older, I've just pro I've got to pick me battles, Con. Um, and it's yeah. not worth a bottle of wine on a random Wednesday night if I'm going to feel like shit the next day. Mm. So, yeah, like, I did dry jar last year. 
And I know loads of people like sing its praises, but ultimately like I just don't drink enough anymore for 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 me to have felt like loads of effects and super changes and that my life was transformed after dry jam and especially mm. the year that we ended up having all i felt was a huge sense of fucking regret that i didn't go to more bars and nightclubs <laughs> when i could have <laughs> so yeah so i didn't bother with it this year um i believe in everything in moderation and i know some people are gonna really find this hard to hear but i'm not the person i was in my 20s oh. I know. Do you know what? I haven't touched on Geordie Shaw yet because I was saying it at the end. <laughs> I mean, that is everyone's biggest question. Um, and I'm like, for God's sake, the girl's grown up now. It's like 10 years <laughs> later. I, I actually never watched Geordie Shaw, I'll be honest. I never watched it. Um, <laughs> um, but obviously I've heard of it and I know what happened. But um, I asked followers questions and they all wanted to know, like, do you regret Geordie Shaw and what positive positive and negative impact has it had on your career? So as we've touched on alcohol and, you know, how you've literally gone from, like you said, drinking five times a week to now, you just seem like you Fairly. know who you are and you know what's good for you. What's the story with Geordie Shaw? <laughs> Do you know what? It's a very natural segue, so you can't be blamed at all, Con. Um, everyone thinks I'm going to get really defensive when we talk about this, but like, I, I actually, it's quite the opposite. Like, I, uh, there's enough distance between myself and the time. It's ten years ago. It's over ten years ago now that mm. I first did Geordie Shaw. So, um, first things first. Like, I actually would love to point out that like that period of growth you experience between being in your early 20s to being in your early 30s is absolutely phenomenal I'm like you're completely changed as a person um and I do credit that a lot to just being older but also making mistakes and learning from them I'm a firm believer that you can never be old and wise if if you haven't been young and daft Mm. so if I followed any of these people who judge me or look down their nose at me or have anything to say about my time on Geordie Shaw I guarantee that if I followed them around with a camera in their early 20s there would be some moments that they wouldn't want their mummies and daddies to see either um you know you know what I mean but more more so than that like yes I didn't love some of the things I did on it yes I didn't like the person that I was becoming when I was on it and yes at times I totally believed it was an a toxic environment for a young person to be in mm -hmm. so, so much alcohol so many big personalities so much encouraged conflict by yeah. people behind the scenes pulling like pulling with strings I don't believe any of that is healthy for anybody at any age but in particular as a young 20 something who's just working out who they are so there are moments that I don't love the person that I was on there. Mm -hmm. And there are things that, oh God, Christ, like I'd rather not remember and I'd love mm -hmm. to forget. But ultimately, look who I am and look where I am now. Yeah, exactly. Like I've got a really great job that I love doing. I've got a boyfriend who I adore, who loves me for who I am. I've got great relationships with my family and friends. Um, and I'm building like a really nice community of women um, mm. on social media and through the podcast where we just like help each other and support each other and encourage authenticity and positivity mm. so yeah what you can see really? I know mate you know what I mean like I can be really down on myself and say god like I hated who I became on Geordie Shore and it was a necessary e but it was a necessary evil and it was only that but also like I could be a lot more light-hearted and say it provided me with the platform I've got today yeah so absolutely in, 
in retrospect, I'll always be grateful for having the opportunity to parlay something seemingly so negative into something with not only amazing longevity, but also like look at the positivity I'm able to spread now. So mm. yeah, it's just, it's a proper, it's a, it's a conflicted feeling. You know what I mean? Like love love who I am now, didn't love who I was so much then, but ultimately that's growth, that's growing up and I wouldn't be where I was now if I didn't have that. So I, I hope that explains it. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's, no, absolutely. I think it's good for everyone to hear that. And, and honestly, I was probably at my lowest, silliest point in my early 20s as well. Mm-hmm. And if I was thrown in a house with loads of big personalities, loads of alcohol, God knows what I'd get up to too. And I'm not even a massive, I'm not even a massive party anymore. I started drinking at 14. And by the time I got to university at, I don't know how old you are, 17, 18, I was like, I've, I'm done with this. I, I was getting drunk on the weekend so young because I looked older. I had, I've had boobs from the age of 12. Yeah, you know, early I'm, boob club. need ID. You could just talk your way into a bar. I just feel like, I mean, yeah, who who wouldn't make mistakes and you grow from your mistakes. So yeah, hats off to you, Vicky. Hats off to you. Oh, thanks, Con. Yeah, I think we all we all we all grow a lot in that period, like early twenties to early thirties, and you proper you do. You you work out who you wanna be and there's a there's a lot of change and evolution. And um I don't think we should ever feel bad about that. Like you're under no obligation to be the person you were ten years ago or 10 weeks ago, no. 10 months ago, 10 minutes ago. Life is all about learning and, and being, becoming the better version of yourself. So yeah, so anybody who's seen me on Geordie Show will know I'm I'm not quite the same person I was now. But also, um, that like for anyone who's not familiar with how TV is made, there is 100 hours of footage goes into 42 minutes of show. Yeah. So, so those like for ninety nine hours and eighteen minutes, I can have been being polite and being mild mannered and offering people advice and drinking a green tea or reading a book, just being an out and out snooze fest. But mm. MTV don't want that version, and and who does? Who wants mm-hmm. to see someone drinking a green tea and reading a book about? like world war one from the point of view of the germans like that was that was you know i mean no one wants to see you do that so um they pick the most salacious and dramatic moments for tv which is of course how entertainment is done so that would be for anyone thinking god she's a totally different person fucking hell no Yeah. yeah no like i was there was still a lot of elements of the person you see today there they just weren't deemed dramatic enough for the show which is understandable yeah um, the next question that they um, asked was, how did you get over heartbreak? I know a lot of people are going through heartbreak at the moment. Break- There's a lot of breakups. Um, so how-, how did you get over your heartbreak? Oh, um, yeah, I read somewhere the other day. I, mean, I think it was my life coach telling us actually that fucking hell, the divorce rates are like higher yeah. than ever. But I just wonder if that's because we were forced to spend all year indoors with people. which is Just sick of the sight Very of our partners. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, heartbreak's the worst. Like, it absolutely sucks, man. Um, And, like, I just... There's there's no stock answer here, is there? Like, I can't say, Mm -hmm. you have to do this. And, you know what I mean? If you do that, it'll go away. Like, it's just... Everybody's different. Um, Over the years, like, I've had various different relationships not plan out, but probably the most... um, 
high profile one was um, me engagement a couple of years ago um that sort of ended a little bit in disaster um he was caught cheating on us on a lad's holiday when we were sort of five months off getting married the bastard um but you know what i know uh but you know what like there was a couple of things um I did that I suppose could be considered universal um and the the number one was I just allowed myself to feel my feels Mm. there's so much pressure on everybody to be strong and be perfect and I remember loads of people telling us like in a couple years time you look back on this moment and laugh and I thought well that's fucking no good now is it (laughs) absolutely useless advice when I feel like shit I don't care about two years time I care about right now and this gaping hole in me chest that feels like a physical pain so yeah so if just don't listen to advice like that like it's true it's so true I'm two years down the line now and like I'm happy that I'm ever been but it's no good in the heat of the moment feel Mm. your feels is what Mm. I was gonna say like if you are sad like that's fine and if you're angry that's also fine if you want to be dramatic and scream at the top of your lungs and say I'm never gonna love again like it feels like I'm so all of those things are fine like you've gone through something super traumatic and at times it can almost like manifest like a physical pain like honestly it the heart is such a nasty it's it's affairs of the heart are so nasty like they trick your brain man honestly it's Mm. it's the worst so yeah feel anything you want to feel shout scream cry eat loads of ben and jerry's some like all those things do them all whatever if you're one of these people who's like do you know what's going to make me feel better like working out god do that do loads of that but if you're one of these people who's like you know what's going to make me feel better nailing this entire tub of ben and jerry's then do that like my only advice to anyone experiencing breakup is do whatever you can to make yourself feel better in the heat of the moment and don't listen to like don't listen to anybody's advice if it if it doesn't suit you you know what i mean we're all we're mm. all individual um, and what works for one won't work for another so i know loads of people who are like don't rush in to something with someone else because it'll be a rebound and you're <laughs> i met Erkan three months after i broke up with my ex and i was so consumed by worry that I was rushing into something to make myself feel better that I didn't allow myself to enjoy the first couple months of the relationship Mm. as much as I should because I was so worried about what everyone else would think and if they'd think I was moving too soon cut to two and a half years later like we live together like we're planning the rest of our lives together I absolutely love him like that makes me the happiest I've ever been like some things just are right for some people and aren't right for others and Mm. timelines are different so yeah like take everybody's advice with a pinch of salt the mean well but ultimately do what's right for you and if it's sofa and ben and jerry's that's fine and if it's like training and giving birth to avocados that's also fine like just (laughs) just do you but know that you're not alone and you're not the first person to have the heart broken and you're not the last. Like, for some weird reason, that always brought me solace, knowing mm. that there was loads of people who'd gone through it too and they were all right in the end. That was, that yeah. was the kind of thing I found comforting. Yeah, I love a good cry if I'm feeling oh, a certain God. way. I, think a I love a good cry, Con. Yeah. yeah. 
don't ever like put a limit on like right that's it i've had a good cry like you know these really stoic people who want you to be really resilient and be like right that's it you've had your tears now sometimes con i'm two and a half years down the line i still cry over what he did to me yeah and it doesn't mean that i'm fucking have any feelings towards that person it doesn't mean that i'm not really happy now it means that you're human and like when someone hurts you and disrespects you in that way like it can it can take years to get over it. Mm. So yeah, just fucking have a good cry. When you're someone that um, gives gives a lot of love, and someone like does that to you, I think it hurts more. When you're when you're a loving person, I think it hurts you more, doesn't it? So it just oh, goes absolutely. to show that you're just a loving person, Vicky. Oh, thank you, me. I think the thing that hurt the most is like, and I don't know, I might be alone in this. Like, if somebody stopped loving me, that's fine. Like. I am super sassy and super difficult to live with. And I totally get that. Like I put my career before I put most of the things. Um, you have to share your life with like millions of people online. If you're going out with me, like all these things, if you were to one day stand up and say, it's not for me anymore, I would understand. I'd be sad, but I'd get it. But you know, one thing I can't tolerate is being disrespected. Mm. is someone who doesn't have the decency or the courtesy or the fucking strength to say it's not for me anymore and that's what he did he he went away and he made it impossible for us to stay with him he cheated on us he had he showed the whole world that he was disrespecting us and that is one thing i just couldn't stand for um so yeah i walked away so that's what hurt the most is is that they couldn't just be brave and honest. They ha- he had to be sneaky and cowardly. So yeah, I think that's what well, hurt. Like you said earlier in the podcast, it says more about that person than it does you, so. Did you just use my own advice against me? I love that, Connie, yes. I've got a good memory. I'm taking it all in. Go on, girl. There you go. Um, okay, the last, the last question I have for you, and I actually used to end my previous series with this question to the guests and they've asked this question. So I'm going to probably keep this question in for this series as well, but um, (laughs) I'm going to end the podcast with what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, I love that. That's such a nice piece of, um, such a nice tone to end on. So for starters, Con, I'd give my old, I'd give my little self a hug. Yeah. Would you not? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I would give my poor tortured little self a hug because that makes me actually feel a bit emotional. Yeah, like we were so unca- like I speak. I'm saying we were like I feel like you're a bit of a kindred spirit. Like we were so unkind to ourselves and we're youth. Um, and I know a lot of women can identify with this. Like I forced, I tried to force my body to be something it didn't want to be, and it's something it naturally wasn't. I'm never gonna be skinny. Like, and that's fine. That's so fine. But I didn't let myself believe that it was fine back then. Um, I. Oh, God, I just didn't, I, I, I didn't allow, I didn't allow myself mistakes, like, and if I did, like, I beat myself up over them, and I was so desperate for love, I fell for the wrong person time and time again, like, God, I would just give her such a little hug and tell her everything is going to be all right, um, but if I had one piece of advice I was going to give little Vicky, little lost Vicky, I would say never, ever sacrifice uh, respect for attention, um, and that it's throughout my youth, um, whether it was fucking cringeworthy pop shots, whether it was um, moments on Geordie Shaw, whatever it was, like I made this almost subconscious decision that I wanted to be 
I wanted attention more than I wanted people to respect us. And it was, it, there was not a moment I can pinpoint when it happened. Um, so I can't say I had like this epiphany, but it, it slowly, I became aware of what I was doing and it, it was too late. People already didn't respect us. You know what I mean? You get swept up in a crowd, you get swept up on in a job and before you know it, you're acting more like the people around you act and less like you and you just want to be what everyone else is, especially when you're younger. So no, I, I lost real sight of myself and you best believe I've paid for it. I've spent every day for the last 10 years trying to gain people's respect again and they respect myself. So yeah, never ever sacrifice your, the respect you have for yourself and the respect others have for you just for people's attention. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I love that piece of advice. It's amazing. <laughs> and I think, I think, I think, um, obviously not very few people listen to this will be in the public eye or maybe none. It would just be, you know, women looking to you for advice, um, and, and listening to your journey, but you know, that respect for the attention from a, a guy or, yeah. you know, or a woman, if you know, whatever your preference is is not worth it either just be yourself you know own who you are that's it and it does like of course it's with relevance to my career and job and the industry I'm in but you're so right Connie like a lot of women a lot of men probably do it but I mean I'm just thinking about who who's more likely to be listening here um a lot of women like we do we sacrifice so much of ourselves to make to make ourselves appealing to men and it's pointless because if someone doesn't love you for you, then they're not really in love with you, are they? So no, be who you are unapologetically. Own every flaw, embrace every imperfection and eventually everything will fall into place. Amazing. I think that is the perfect way to end <laughs> this podcast. Thank you so much, Vicky, for being a guest. Thank no you. Problem, it's been Connie. amazing speaking to you and getting to know you more. I can't oh. wait for lockdown to be over so we can go for a nice dinner. Yes. And drink. It'd oh, be lovely absolutely. Going for drink picture. drinks and dinner with you will will be a deserving way to spend a Sunday hangover. Like I think that's worth it, definitely. Oh. <laughs> thanks, Vicky. Thank You're you welcome. so much. Mwah. Mwah. Thanks, Con. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe and maybe share with a friend if you think they'd enjoy the podcast too. Thanks again for listening to How Are You? The Wellbeing Podcast. Lots of love. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.